welcome to the 8th installment of Painting the Corners with Anton Schindler, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. Now, in last week's episode, we talked about some of the weird and strange rules that the MLB has seen in the past 100 years. I tried to explain the situations and complexity of some of the rules as well, and I really got the chance to read through all kinds of rules you could find written in any MLB rulebook you could find off of Amazon. However, today, I'm going to be going over some rules that you can't find in any book. These rules are commonly known in the MLB as the unwritten rules of baseball, and are basically a set of unspoken rules that concern gamesmanship, sportsmanship, and diminished disrespect between players on opposing teams. You can find similar rules in other sports too, like hockey and football, because these rules are more centered towards the ethics of the sport and to make sure someone doesn't get hurt from another's actions because at the end of the day, it is just a sport. A lot of these rules are more of a courtesy as well in hopes to keep the game of baseball clean. Well, sure, everyone loves baseball brawls, but I mean, they really shouldn't happen at the end of the day. (laughs) One of the biggest problems with these unwritten rules is that, well, frankly, everyone has a different understanding of them. This leads to misuse of the rules and a general misunderstanding of the rules altogether. These rules may also change from time to time as actual rules change and the game flow changes and things along that line as well. So I've tried to hone down some of these unwritten rules and focus more on the ones that either haven't changed for a long time or ones that are much more prevalent to today because At the end of the day, these rules are always changing. So one big thing that I notice uh, probably the most when researching these rules comes from how a winning team treats a losing team when they're ahead by a huge margin. One big rule is to not swing at a pitch in a three ball and zero strike count, or steal a base on that 3-0 count, or make really any attempt to score more when you're up by a lot. One instance of this rule being broken that came to mind right away was when the so-called Slam Diego Padres got their name in 2020. The Padres were playing the Rangers at the time and were up by seven, seven runs in the eighth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. was up at the plate and swung at a completely non-competitive pitch on a 3-0 count with runners in motion and ended up hitting a grand slam from it. And when I say non-competitive pitch, I mean usually a pitcher will try and throw a strike on a 3-0 count just to try not to walk him. And Fernando Tatis saw that as his opportunity and boy did he take it. I mean you can understand why the Rangers were extremely upset during and after the game because they had been unnecessarily disrespected by the Padres because they had just broken an unwritten rule. Without that grand slam, they still probably would have won by seven runs, so why did they feel the need to run up the score like they did? And not only that, but this rule gets kind of fuzzy in their interpretation as well. I mean, let's say that Tatis didn't hit that grand slam because he recognized the unwritten rule. Well, you could say that there's a bit of disrespect there too because you're basically saying, well, there's no way that our opponent can overcome this deficit. 
I mean, you can totally see how these rules can be misinterpreted and really just confusing. And tailing off of that, I want to talk about bat flips. Now, bat flips are some of the most beautiful, or really horrible things to see when you're watching a baseball game, depending on what side of the bat flip you're on. But bat flips, in almost every case, show some disrespect to the pitcher, and really the other team, because you're showing off to them on a pitch that might have been a mistake, <laughs> and it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound. There's an unwritten rule about showboating like this when you're ahead by a lot of runs as well, because could you imagine being the pitcher down by 12 runs and the hitter hits a home run and is celebrating as they hit the ball and then eventually go around the bases? I mean, not only is it rude, but just kind of uncalled for. Everyone on the field is trying as hard as they can, and then, I mean, they're probably going to be pretty upset if someone is trying to, you know, prove that they're not trying as hard as they can. Now, I think you could say that there's a huge unwritten rule about showboating, and really just showing up your opponent in any way. Anything that causes some sort of disrespect to the other team, like swinging on the first pitch after a home run, or any of the two rules that I mentioned above, it's just better that you didn't. I mean, you don't want to become public enemy number one in the baseball community. A good example of this is not showing up fielders when they make an error. I mean, we see it way too much when a fielder makes an error and all of the other fielders just can't believe it. I mean, the right thing to do is to just look away and get ready for the next pitch because at the end of the day, errors happen and they happen a lot. I mean, the best fielders in the world still make errors. And I mean, take it from me, it's not a lot of fun when you do make an error. <laughs> I remember earlier in the year when Johnny Cueto was five innings through his no-hitter, when Enrique Hernandez hit a fairly routine pop fly to the left fielder, Hunter Pence. Now, it was a night game with the stadium lights on, and understandably, Hunter couldn't find the ball. He completely lost it. It ended up landing a few feet behind him, and the no-no was broken up. Now, Cueto should have just shoved down his emotion and gone to the next pitch, but he didn't. He threw up his arms in disbelief and started barking at Pence. And I think this is a good example to show that these unwritten rules don't just apply between two teams who are playing each other, but also a single team as well. I think I should add in here that forced errors are a big no as well. I mean, let's say that there's a pop fly in the infield and you're running by the fielder who's attempting to make the play. You shouldn't yell at them to try and distract them like Alex Rodriguez famously did in a game against the Toronto Blue Jays, which caused the fielder to step away from the ball and let it fall. Now, I don't think I really have to explain why you shouldn't do that, even, you know, saying how funny as it is. Now, on the same topic of Cueto's unfortunate loss to his no-no, it brings me to another point. You should never, at any point during the game, bring up a no-no. Now, a no-no is an anomaly, <laughs> really, in the baseball world, where a pitcher throws a full game without allowing a single hit. I mean, it's really quite impressive when it does happen, as the pitcher gets a full 27 outs before allowing a ball to land. I mean, it's so rare, in fact, that teammates of the pitcher flirting with history and announcers and coaches alike 
won't recognize what's happening. And I think it says a lot about the superstition of a baseball player as well, but the rule is also in place to try and not worry the pitcher and make them over-anxious to the point that he loses the no-no. I mean, the pitcher obviously knows what's going on, and they don't need their teammates to bring it up and worry them even more. The ethics behind a no-no don't just apply to the pitching team as well, but also the team in danger of a no-no. One of the most rational, I think, unwritten rules on this list is not bunting during a no-hitter. The way baseball players see it, the deeper the no-no gets into the game, the more you have to earn that first hit. And on top of that, it's incredibly hard to field a bunt as well, especially if the batter that bunted it is fast. I mean, getting on base in that situation to many players is a bit cheap and deserves its own unwritten rule. But let's say that, like it happens more often than not, you lose the no-no. Understandably, you're pretty upset thinking about what could have been, but you have to keep a calm head. I mean, let's say that the batter that broke up the no-no comes up to the plate once again, and you want to throw at him because he took away your chance to make history. Again, understandably. <laughs> this brings us to the next unwritten rule. Do not throw at hitters in retaliation for what they did. <laughs> Now, there are a lot of different situations that pitchers may accidentally, quote, quote, throw at a hitter. It might be that they broke up a no-no, or maybe there's some bad blood between the pitcher and the hitter, or the two teams, or various other reasons. This is maybe one of the only rules that are actually punishable by the umpire as well. If a pitcher intentionally throws at a hitter and misses, both teams will usually get a warning saying that the next pitcher on really either side to throw at a hitter will be thrown out of the game. Now, if a pitch straight up hits the hitter, no matter where it hits them, the pitcher is almost always ejected right away from the game. The rule is just in place to keep the hitter safe because, I mean, I don't think you would want to take a 98 mile per hour fastball to the noggin anytime soon. Now, in the same light of getting thrown at, we need to talk about getting thrown out as well. A really kind of strategic unwritten rule is to never make the first or the third out at third base. When a runner makes it to second base, you're already technically in scoring position because almost any base hit will allow you to advance to third base or really even score. Therefore, stealing third base is a rather unnecessary risk that you really shouldn't take, especially if you get thrown out and rob the hitter of the chance to get an RBI. Now sure, if the hitter you know, didn't finish his at-bat by the time you were thrown out, he gets to try again next inning with a completely new count. However, all of the sudden, his chance to hit you in and increase the lead goes away. I mean, it's just not really worth the risk. Finally, I just want to touch on an unwritten rule that doesn't necessarily have to do with the baseball players as much as it does with the fans. Now you see, there are plenty of ethical rules that fans are aware of when they go to baseball games to make sure that the game is not, not only enjoyable for them, but enjoyable for everyone involved. Things like not yelling at other fans, 
not heckling umpires or players excessively, are just things that people do for the courtesy of other fans. But the rule I'm talking about is if you're an adult and you catch a pop fly and there's a kid around you in the stands, just give it to the kid. It's so important to bolster a kid's love for the game with a game-used ball. I mean, it's just so exciting as a kid to hold a ball that these major league players played with, and it gives you a memory that will last a lifetime. This rule is so widely accepted throughout the entire baseball community, and really fan bases around the world, that if you don't give it to a kid, you're often ridiculed by everyone around you for what will probably be the entire rest of the game. <laughs> Not only that, but it's just a great feeling to make a kid's day by giving them a game ball. It's just better for everyone involved. There's a lot of unwritten rules to baseball, and I feel that I've only really scratched the surface of them. I mean, there's a lot of ethical things that baseball players do to pick players up and keep others from making fools of themselves. And really thousands of rules that have come and gone since the game of baseball was created. And I think that I should point out right now that a lot of people in the baseball community and even some of the players think that these unwritten rules are completely stupid, completely ridiculous, and are really just kind of dated. In the case of the Padres against the Rangers, I mean, a lot of people thought that it was ridiculous that the Padres were even getting ridiculed for just scoring more runs. And a lot of people can't really find the logic within the rules. Now, they understand rules like not running hard to first base. I mean, that just makes sense. But at the same time, it's a routine ground ball. I mean, you're probably going to be out anyway, so why run it out? And I think that kind of shows a bit of a division between fans and players like the more traditional players and the more traditional fans against the fans that just kind of don't really see the point to it. So next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the recent Hall of Fame player ballot and going over some of the best players to ever play the game that still don't have a spot in the MLB Hall of Fame. Thank you for listening.